This guest needs no introduction. He is somebody that's been a favorite of mine, as well as a lot of Braves fans throughout the years, and now you can hear him on the broadcast. We had to sit down in part one with Tom Glavin, former Brave. Welcome in Braves Today, bravestoday.com. Of course, pleased to welcome in the great Tom Glavin, who uh, it depends on, I guess, who you'd ask if we started talking about that all-star booth, who who the great Tom Glavin is, or if it's the great John Smoltz, or if it were Frenchie's idea, he'd probably say he's the best of all y'all out there. But I thought that was an awesome job of you guys trolling him with the uh, uh, Hall of Fame jackets, the, the last broadcast around. Well, we had to, you know, he brought it on himself when he showed up the first time with his, you know, cute little... <laughs> Georgia high school football hall of fame jacket, whatever it was. So uh, I was like, okay, you know, the gauntlet's been thrown down. So we're going to throw it back at you. So I, I thought it was pretty good. I'll get into it. Uh, pitching since uh, that is going to be your forte, any idea of how rotations are going to be handled come playoff time and what we might see as far as anybody maybe even headed to the pin with this Braves team. Um, You know, obviously I think you're going to go uh, max, um Spencer, Charlie, uh Bryce will be your your four guys. Um you know, sometimes in short series um you you might go three guys, but I think that that happens much less in today's game than than um it did sometimes in my game. So I think those four guys will be your guys and then you know, sometimes it, it's it's not as simple as um all right, well Max is our number one. Spencer's number two. I think sometimes you have to look at matchups. Mm. Um, and if, you know, Spencer, for instance, uh, matches up better than, say, Charlie, then, you know, you would, you'd want uh, Spencer to get two starts in a series um, and try and take advantage of that. I know uh, there were a lot of times in, in my day that, um, you know, you might have guys and similar to this situation with the Braves top three anyway, that, you know, any one of those guys can go out there and be your number one. But, you know, for whatever reason, you got one guy that pitches better on the road or one guy that pitches better at home, or sometimes, you know, you might take a young guy like um, Bryce or Spencer and say, Hey, you know what, let's have these guys pitch at home in a friendlier environment, not so crazy um, and try and do some of those things. But um you know, I think the good thing for this team and this rotation is all four of those guys are, are good. They've all had great years. Um, obviously, I think Max and, and Spencer would be one and one A, um, but not a huge separation between the four of them. So I think you'd feel comfortable with, with any one of them going out there, um, particularly with that offense. He's uh he's not there yet, but is Spencer one of those guys that could be that get me one guy that that like you your your famous line? I mean, you know, he certainly has the potential. Look, I mean, I think and in, in having you know experienced it myself, um, you know, Spencer's, I mean, uh, Bryce is that guy and, and Spencer, you know, and, you know, when you, when you look at Spencer and, and Max, um, you know, you're looking at guys that are power pitchers. You look at Bryce and it's more of a contact guy. And, and you know, Bryce, uh, or I should say, typically in the postseason, uh, the contact guys have a little bit harder time than the power guys. But, you know, I think, yeah, you watch Spencer pitch, and I think anytime he goes out there, it's it's the potential for there to be a no-hitter, and, and you know, so there's excitement surrounding that. But, yeah, I mean, I think he's he's the kind of guy that, yeah, he can go out there and make one run stand up, and, and um, you know, I think Max is too. You know, I think mm -hmm. both those guys are, are quite capable of going out there and, and having those types of games, and, and, you know, that's what it takes in the postseason. You know, it's regardless of how good your regular season is, the postseason's always different, and the uh, 
and you know the separation between the teams is 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 not as great anymore. So you got to be on your game. How much does it help having uh, you know two guys behind the plate that are you got two all stars? I mean, getting a throw to two all stars has got to do something for a pitcher's confidence. And look, I think it's a great scenario, right? You've got two guys that handle the pitching staff really well, two guys that can both hit, um, and there's seemingly no um, no adjustment, so to speak, throwing from one guy to the next. And that's a huge luxury, you know, and I know that even in, in, in my day, um, you know, our, our starting catcher, let's say Javi, mm-hmm. uh, tended to be a little bit more offensive-minded. Our, our backup catcher, so to speak, were the guys who were a little bit more defensive-minded. Um I think both of these guys are, are very similar. You know, uh, Murph might have a little bit more power than, than Travis does, but uh, defensively, they're both really good. They both throw the ball really well. So, um, you know, the running game um, is a little bit tougher with both of them behind the plate because they throw so well. Uh, but I think more than anything, there, there doesn't seem to be a big adjustment um, with any of the pitchers throwing from one guy to the next. I think that's pretty seamless. And that's always a huge thing when you're comfortable as a pitcher with either guy behind the plate in terms of how they're going to call your game. You mentioned running game. Ronald Acuna, he the best player in baseball? If he's not, um, I think the only other one in the conversation is Otani. Um, You know, I think both those guys are uh, probably one, one a, and then everybody else. Um, you know, I mean, obviously, you spend a lot of time talking about Ronald and what he can do and, uh, you know, the five-tool guy, and, and he is. He, he can beat you uh, with his bat, with his legs, with his glove, with his arm. Uh, I mean, and, and that's a rare thing, right? And I know Frenchie mm-hmm. and I have talked about it, and I've heard Frenchie talk about it a lot on air. You know, there are guys in baseball that can do some of the things that he can do, but nobody in baseball can do all of the things he can do, and that – that's what makes him such a special player. And, uh, you know, he's fun to watch. Um, and it's been fun, you know, this year to kind of watch his progression um, as a uh, as a guy that not only has gotten better, but uh, seems to be going about his business a little bit better, too. Well, and at one point in time, I mean, now he can't do what Ronald could do on the bases, but MVP candidates, Olsen was in that mix and probably still is if he ends up wrapping up the year with a, a great season. I mean, he he hit an abysmal 292 this past month. So uh, everybody was talking about how he was down, and we ran the numbers, and we were like, 292 is not, not that bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's, but it's all – you're right. I mean, it's all the perception of what what people are seeing, right? I mean, he had that two- or three-week stretch there where it seemingly hit a home run every at-bat, right? Uh, and I think that's what got him into the whole, into the MVP conversation. And, and you know, now – all of a sudden he's had a, and, and I don't know, cause I didn't watch this weekend, but uh, I don't, I don't know if he's broken that home run drought. It was, I don't know, seven or eight games no, or something he, like he that, didn't. but so he didn't. So he still got he a, he had a couple of, a of doubles though. I mean, it, yeah, you know. but see, that's the thing, right? He can still do some other things, but I think again, sometimes as a player, you're, you're, you're a victim of your own success, right? And <laughs> when guys get hot uh, and they're doing, you know, crazy special things, well, typically that's not going to last forever, you know, and, mm. and you're going to level out and you're going to go through some ebbs and flows. And I think anybody who watches this team, listen, I love, I love watching Matt hit. Um, I love what he's done all year long. I think he 100% is in the conversation for the MVP race uh, with all the home runs and the RBIs. But I think all of us who watch this team know he can be pretty streaky uh, and probably yeah. one of the streakier hitters in that lineup. So 
He's going to have some ebbs and flows, particularly with the home run ball, but he can still, to your point, do some other things to hurt you, whether it's base hits or doubles or whatever. So he's still driving runs in even without hitting the home run ball. But, uh, yeah, I just think he got he got so hot there for, like I said, two or three weeks hitting home runs that it's like, you know, you can't – it's humanly impossible to keep that pace up. But hopefully he's going he's gonna to kind of get back into the home run swing here as we get down the stretch. Speaking of down the stretch, I mean, L.A. looming. I mean, those guys are right, – right now it's just a race for home field advantage. Uh, how important is that for the Braves? Because right now, you know, we've said – our big thing is we said just win series because everybody wants to talk about the, you know, the loss in San Francisco to end the series. It's like, well, they won the series. You keep mm-hmm. winning series, you're not going to lose home field advantage. Shouldn't, mathematically. But you shouldn't. Um, you know, you shouldn't. But listen, I, I think um... – you know, any time you go into a series, your goal, to your point, is to win a series. And if you do that, uh, typically speaking, you're going to have a really good year. And this team has done that. Now, uh, I, I get that that people get disappointed when you have a chance to sweep and and, and things like that. But uh, I, I can promise you, and, and I can't tell you why, I can't necessarily explain it other than it's just the law of averages – I don't care who you're playing. It's really hard to sweep a series. It just is, you know, I mean, at that level, even the worst teams still have the best players in the world on their roster and they're still capable of doing things. So um, on any given day, it could be that team's day. And that's what makes baseball great. Right. But uh, it's just tough to sweep the series. It always has Mm -hmm. been, it always will be. So um you know, it, it's almost like as a team, you're better off losing the first game of a series and winning the next two to win two out of three versus, you know, losing the third game when you had a, had a chance to sweep because then everybody focuses on, oh, we had a chance to sweep. We didn't do it. And, and mm-hmm. there's, for some reason, a negative connotation to that, right? You've still won the series. But, right. um, you know, I mean, I get that. It's just how, how fans look at it. But I think from the player standpoint, yeah, you're trying to win series. Um, obviously if they go into LA and beat the Dodgers in that series, that'll go a long way towards home field advantage. And I think home field advantage is huge. I mean, um, you know, again, you look at that, uh, the year the Braves won the world series, that, that home field advantage got flipped and, and the Braves, uh, you know, the Braves had home field advantage against the Dodgers and it made all the difference in the world. And, um, you know, I think, I think home field and baseball is probably a little less of a, of an advantage than maybe some other sports, but, don't kid yourself. It's still an advantage and, and not having to travel and, and start on the road is a big deal. Biggest surprise uh, out of this crew that you guys have seen this year, I think mine would probably be Ozuna, especially abysmal as he started, uh, which he's just been, you know, they threw the numbers up the other day, just in the last month, he's batted like over 400. Oh, he's been, he's been again, stupid hot. I mean, the way he's swinging the bat right now, um, he's just so locked in. Uh, but but I would have to see, look. I think even, even you know when, when you look at Marcel, you figure in a normal year he's going to do what he's doing. He's going to hit home runs. He's going to drive runs in. You know he's going to hit. You know his average is going to be somewhere around where it is, or maybe a little bit higher if he didn't get off to such a bad start. But I think he's a guy that you know, barring he he gets to that end of his career year and and you know things just don't go the way. Uh, you anticipate them going. He's he was gonna end up where he is. I think the biggest surprise for me offensively on this team has been Arcia. He's been unbelievable. I mean, you know, I think that coming into the season, I think a lot of people thought that that Grissom was going to be the shortstop and and Arcia was going to be kind of that utility backup guy. But um, he's just done a phenomenal job, and and you know, he won the job at at shortstop uh, defensively. He's always been solid. Um, 
And I know we had some nice years in Milwaukee offensively, but I don't, I don't know if anybody uh, anticipated, nobody anticipated him doing what he's doing offensively <laughs> and, and making the all-star team and all those things. We, I think we all knew he was going to play defense, right? But I think, I think a lot of us looked at it as, okay, um, that's going to be maybe the one spot in the lineup where we sac- sacrifice a little bit of offense for some defense, but he's been no sacrifice offensively at all. I mean, he's had a phenomenal year. Uh, he seems to uh, rise to the occasion and get big hits a lot. Uh, so to me, I think overall he would be probably the biggest surprise in the lineup. Rosario seems to be uh, recently heating up. Are we about to see, quote-unquote, playoff Eddie Rosario? I mean, let's hope so, right? I mean, um, look at I mean, he has a knack for, for the dramatic as well. Um, you know, I don't know why anybody throws him a fastball over the plate to hit because he doesn't miss many of them. But, um, you know, he's been a great story. Um, you know, and, and really been a good fit, uh, on this team. I mean, I think he's, he, uh, you know, like I said, he plays, he plays defense well enough. Um, and offensively, you know, a lot of power. So a guy you got to certainly worry about in that lineup, but, uh, I think he has a flair for the dramatic and, and, um, that's, uh, that's something that a lot of guys don't have, you know, they might put up good numbers, but, uh, in those tough situations, maybe don't perform as well, but Eddie, Eddie seems to thrive on those situations and, um, you know, it's been a fun, a lot of fun to watch, but I mean, that's, you know, that's such a big part of, you talk about him, you talk about Arcia, you talk about, uh, Michael Harris. I mean, that's what makes this lineup so tough is, you know, you're getting production out of seven, eight, nine, um, where a lot of teams aren't. And, and that separates the brace from a lot of teams. I know you got some events coming up uh, that asked me, so I want to make sure you get that plug in uh, Pepsi and Sam's club. You guys are going to be involved with here pretty soon. Yeah. Thursday, uh, McDonough, Georgia, uh, four 30 to six o'clock. I believe it is. I'll be uh, down there hanging out, uh, eating some hot dogs, handing out some Pepsi zero sugar. So uh, it'll be a fun, um, you know, kickoff for, for Labor Day weekend, a fun end of the summer, I guess, so to speak. Right. I mean, uh, everybody loves hot dogs, myself included. So uh, it'll be a good opportunity to get down there, uh, have a good hot dog, have a nice uh, Pepsi Zero Sugar, enjoy the fans, have some fun, talk some baseball, and it uh, should be a lot of fun. That is part one with our sit-down with Tom Glavin, all presented by Active Wealth. You can go to annuity360.net to get your book. We'll have part two a bit later on wherever you get your podcast.